0: E commerce simplified by scale up.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to Ecom Simplified, where we break down e commerce marketing and growth for you. We are excited to bring on our next guest, the one and only William Gazner. William has been making waves in the influencer marketing world, and we are damn excited to have him share his insights and his wisdom with us today. And with those waves, Uh, There's a storm of his innovative strategies and track record of successfully co-founded brands. And his influence with Stack Influence is the hot topic. He has multitudinal years of experience working with top brands across a variety of industries. He's known for his creative approach towards influencer marketing and his ability to connect with his audience in in a really authentic and beautiful, meaningful way. In addition to his work in marketing, William also has a background in music production and is passionate about helping artists and creators succeed. So without us wasting any more time, let's dive right in. So, William, we welcome you here with a very curious mind for an investive discussion. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the podcast.
1: We're excited.
0: I am definitely excited too.
1: So let's uh, begin with a set of questions that our readers uh, our listeners are very excited to know about. So, uh, starting off, can you first share us uh, share with us a little about your journey and how you became an expert in this ever evolving space of influencer marketing?
0: Definitely. Um, so, so first off, I'm the chief marketing officer of Stack Influence, um, but okay. I actually began my journey as um a d2c e-commerce founder so create a few different product lines started selling them online mm-hmm. in the past actually have run a jewelry company a cutting board company a toy company over the years and that really just okay. started my journey into e-commerce and online marketing and influencer um, altogether. um
1: yeah,
0: yeah yeah and a few other things were just so so in those journeys i really Started to build out and use influencer marketing um, okay. to grow all those brands, and uh-huh. we started building out our own software to actually make things more efficient um, with one mm-hmm. of my partners. And that's as we evolved those processes and build more technology, we realized mm-hmm. what we were building would be really valuable to other people, and so um, that was basically the birth of the idea mm-hmm. for Stack Influence, um, and. We threw up a website um, after kind of pitching some of the solutions and softwares that we had developed for our own brands. And Mm -hmm. without spending a penny on advertising, um, found our first client. And five years later, we're a venture backed startup with millions in revenue. So been quite a journey.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that's really great. Uh, What I would perceive of it as, uh, I mean, uh, you really have that knack for problem solving, I guess, wherever you are in whichever space you are. And I think that is, I think also one of the reasons where you are founding and you know, where you're part of so many things around you, very different uh, to each other. So that's really great. I mean, that requires a lot of passion for learning and even growing continuously.
0: No question. <laughs> Try to do it every day.
1: Really mind blowing. So uh, what are some of the biggest challenges you have faced in your professional journey so far? And how did you really overcome those?
0: um so some of the biggest challenges um so first off i would say committing to full-time entrepreneurship is always a challenge um just trying to make ends meet um especially when you're first starting out in a business venture and if you commit full-time and don't have any other sources of income um which has happened in the past that's Mm -hmm one a huge challenge because you have to be really hungry and stay focused um and put your all into it to really get to profitability quickly so you can start paying your rent right um and uh that obviously is always a challenge but it makes you makes you push forward and figure out really good solutions to things very rapidly um i would say another pretty big challenge simultaneously to that is just finding life work balance um when the times are tough, you got to put in work all day and all night. And also when things are going really well, sometimes you have to keep up that growth trend, um, really put yeah. in even more work. Right. So uh, making time for yourself and your friends and your family um, can be definitely a challenge at times. And I would say both of those. Being um, in the same place. Yeah. What are you saying? Being
1: in field i really feel it's it's really important that you're putting some light onto this topic where we really require to actually create a work-life balance for us even if it is not there to who you are to how you work and even myself i really struggle on that part it's it's sometimes you're putting too much sometimes you're not putting totally. how much you are required to put and it's just very uh, it's it's a curious process it takes some some time actually
0: no question that yeah, one is yeah. a, always a consistent challenge, right? The, yeah,
1: you eventually absolutely. break
0: out of the making ends meet, but work-life mm-hmm. balance never stops. So yeah. every day get better at it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So William, what should be the top five factors to consider when you are selecting influencers for a campaign or for your brand? And what are some really effective ways to build long-term relationship with those influencers?
0: Good question. Um, so top five factors Mm -hmm. for selecting influencers. Um, I'd say the first would be relevance. So you really want your influencers to be relevant to the brand, right? And then as well as your target audience and your, and your goals of an actual campaign. So you should be considering what your influencers niche is, what their values are, if their content aligns Mm -hmm. to your brand messaging, um, relevance is definitely key second i would say would be engagement um engagement is king these days now the social platforms have really changed to where it doesn't necessarily even matter for the most part how many followers you have you could have twenty thousand followers but may only get 100 engagements on a post and you could have 200 Mm -hmm. followers and get 100 engagements on a post and those engagement correlates to care right and then obviously a lot of times when people are promoting for influencers care correlates also to conversions. So you really want, engagement's a very key thing. Um, mm-hmm. And you want influencers to drive high engagement, and their audience is really responsive. Um, and okay. also those who kind of rebuttal um, or respond to comments and collaborate right with their audience as well. Oh. Um, third, I would say, would be authenticity. Um, so Nowadays, being authentic is uh, more important than ever, um, especially in a social media world where inauthenticity can be pretty rampant. Um, So being authentic um, or having an influencer who is authentic with what they post and they promote is pretty key to having them maintain the trust with their audience. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you're searching for people looking at their content, their expertise, their reputation with their follower base, all those things add to authenticity. Um, and then the fourth would be, I would say cost. So cost can vary (laughs) across the board for influencer marketing. Um, and obviously it has to align with your, um, your budget and your expectations. Um, so you want to take into account what people's rates are, how, what kind Mm -hmm. of mutual agreements you can bring, what, what value they're bringing. And at the end of the day, what's the actual possible ROI from a campaign? Yeah, um, and then the fifth and last one I would say would be creativity. So, okay. uh, brands, a lot of time, honestly, want to control exact everything that an influencer does in their content. Um, mm-hmm. but I always think that giving influencers, obviously you want to make sure that they're relevant to your brand, et cetera, but giving them more creative control, um, I find always adds to that authenticity point. But it always just really gets you amazing content that you may never have thought of having someone do right so yeah uh, creativity and don't underestimate the creativity of they're not called creators for nothing right (laughs) Um, yeah so those would be the top five and then uh to answer your second question about um effective ways to build some long-term relationships yeah um I think the most important thing is really considering influencers as a partner, as opposed to just some people consider them as a vendor, right? So really developing a personal connection or relationship with them um, and engaging them kind of on a consistent basis to, to build Mm -hmm. that strong relationship. Um, And then obviously there needs to be tied to that mutually beneficial offering. So making Mm -hmm. sure that they find value in, Maybe exclusive access to some of your p- products or your services, or making sure that their compensation models um, really align with what they desire. Whether that's also an affiliate commission or just being monetarily paid. Um, so making sure that relationship is strong and uh, not just at the end of the day, these are we're all people and these are real human interactions, and uh, um, it's not you're not hiring uh, an AI service to do something for you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, actually. So, uh, I had a curious question back in my head, which was about if you uh, give uh, your influencers, your brand's influencers, uh, somehow a little extra creative leverage, you know. So, uh, is it like sometimes they land up uh, not justifying the cost that you're putting actually into the campaign? Is there a risk involved?
0: yes yes absolutely a risk involved because it depends on the nature of the type of creator you're working with right um the risk Mm -hmm. comes into how educated they are on Mm -hmm. being a creator um surprisingly enough and this is an issue when you deal with nano or micro influencers who may not be what we consider a career influencer right someone who's doing this as a full-time job but basically not everyone knows how to take a proper photo, right? Or to present a product in a, in an exact, the light that you may want your product to be represented in. So mm-hmm. we always recommend, um, whether you're going through a software, a marketplace platform like ours, or just doing this yourself, to mm-hmm. have some sort of creative brief, right? So to educate influencers visually, so using example mm-hmm. um, videos or images, To direct them in some manner of how you would like your product portrayed as well as giving them a bunch of different content suggestions to really guide them because but again leaving still the creative control up to them um because you just never know who is that not everyone's creative um and that's why you should give some guidance um but and then if you do not do that there's obviously risk associated of someone just not representing your product in the proper light and uh not producing some high quality ugc that you may want to reutilize right
1: yeah that's nice so basically the magic lies in the right kind of creative briefing that can be done you can do it yourself or you can go seek out help uh for that just that needs to be like really on point to keep things no question yeah 100
0: that's the solution
1: (laughs) That was a nice streamlined answer to it, just one particular solution, and you need to focus on that to actually eradicate the problem. So, absolutely. moving on. Moving on. Uh, so, do you see micro influencers as a better option for brands than macro influencers?
0: Yeah, so I absolutely uh-huh. do. Um, micro, and net, okay. macro both have their, honestly, advantages and disadvantages. Uh-huh. Um, and the choice to decide which one to go forward with really depends on your goals. Um, So advantages to micro, um, which I personally believe is, and I'm not alone in this um, advocacy, Mm -hmm. but uh, uh, to be the best bang for your buck, Um, much smaller follower base. So that's a disadvantage, right? But they have many more highly engaged audiences. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that's really due to their followers being their friends, their family, their close acquaintances. So Um, they naturally will have much higher engagement levels of their follower base than any macro. Usually it's like five to 10 X micro Mm -hmm. also are naturally more authentic, um, which are big key things that we, I talked about in those top five aspects of what you should be considering choosing an influencer in general. Um, They're more authentic because they're more, they're less putting on a persona, right? They're like real relatable people. um, Mm -hmm. And, a lot of times they're not getting paid much if getting paid at all or just getting a free product. Right. Which um, mm-hmm. We actually love kind of those types of collaborations. And that's what we specialize in at stack influence is product only because not that we don't value paying creators, but what we find is when you find someone who is willing to do a promotion in exchange for just a product, it's naturally more authentic. You pay someone, they're probably maybe doing it for the money and they don't really care about the product after the promotion, they throw it to the wayside. Whereas, you're doing it for the product you're a real consumer of the brand you actually care about it and that promotion is going to be much more authentic um and then there's going to be potential word of mouth marketing effects that come from it as that person's using it um yeah and then obviously just lower fees um which makes your roi much better right um more advantageous to also and affordable to smaller brands or even larger brands um and quite across the spectrum, as uh, um, we work with Fortune 500 companies, and then also brands that don't even have a website yet, right, are just starting out. So micro and nano influencers end up being much more affordable. Um, The last aspect to kind of play a little devil's advocate of the macro versus micro. Macro advantages are obviously the large follower base, so you have a larger reach, and you don't have to work with as many of them. And you can kind of maybe one or two actually can be a really effective campaign for you. The downside there, however, is it can be more hit or miss. Um, Sometimes Mm -hmm. the mega influencers do an amazing Mm -hmm. promotion for you. Other times you drive Mm -hmm. zero sales and you ended up spending a lot of money on them. So that is the last kind of aspect to micro that's much more advantageous is diversifying your risk. You do need to work with a lot of them Um, in order to make an effective tactic. Mm -hmm. And I always say like a thousand influencers with a thousand followers is going to bring you a hundred times the return as working with one mega influencer with a million followers, right? The follower base Mm -hmm. is the same, but you're diversifying your risk across many more people. Um, But then obviously finding a thousand people and managing Mm -hmm. them all is quite an undertaking. Mm -hmm. And that's really one of the biggest value props that actually Stack Influence solves for is is automating the entire influencer funnel and uh, finding enough people at scale to make an effective tactic.
1: Yeah, and in these modern times, I believe there is no harm in taking or considering any kind of or any amount of help you wanna seek. You can just go out and there are people, there are organizations, there are brands like you, which are ready there to just help you out with anything and everything. No question. Yeah. So, uh, Willem, uh, what are some really key trends in influencer marketing this particular year? And how can influencer mar- marketing uh, be used to drive sales and conversions rather than just brand awareness or engagement? So I think what what we are talking about here is numbers rather than, you know, the qualitative aspect of it.
0: Yep, definitely. One of the biggest challenges, honestly, in influencer marketing in a weird way, not everyone can get numbers extracted out of, uh, out of the promotions, but, um, mm-hmm. marketing has been around a long time. Um, and really the importance has also just increased in the recent years because of people yeah. actually being able to drive those real sales and conversions. Um, mm-hmm. few trends have recently emerged, um, that we've been seeing. So first and foremost, right. The topic we were just talking about, which is just nano and micro people are going to the smaller, mm-hmm. um, collaborations, right? Influencer yeah. marketing started out with the celebrities of the world. That was kind of the, you realize, oh, this person has a massive follower base. If we paid them or gave them our product, yeah. um, we could reach a lot of people, right? And yeah. now that trend towards um, nano and micro, smaller audiences, diversifying your risk, working with real people um, mm-hmm. is really where there is a massive, people are seeing much more value and actually getting those sales and conversion numbers on a consistent basis um -hmm. second really is and to the same aspect of nano and micro and why people are going towards that trend is authenticity but that also still relates to larger influencers um bottom line is consumers are becoming much more aware of sponsored content um and that a lot of people are getting paid a lot of money and that things aren't real and um people are looking for authenticity and and craving that um So brands who partner with influencers who actually genuinely believe in their products and services will naturally um, establish a more authentic connection with their followers and um, have much better promotions. And then uh, I'd say the final big trend is just video content. Um, Videos naturally becoming more popular as the social platforms are catering more to those types of content. And then brands are just obviously seeking to work with influencers who can create high quality video content it also converts better than than images across the board um, when you run ads or marketing material with it so um i feel those are the kind of three big trends in the influencer market right now and then to your point of um driving sales and conversions a few aspects to that first is really and kind of already talked about this but finding the right person to work with naturally. Um, Not everyone is going to be able to drive sales and conversions for you. And it comes down to how someone sells your product. Right? So Mm -hmm. again, trying on that authenticity mode note, um, trying to find someone who has a genuine connection with their follower and, and with your product. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And would be maybe naturally a consumer of yours that can represent your product in a positive light in essence. Um second aspect is figuring out a way to decrease the conversion funnel for your products so this okay. is one of a big challenge in the influencer space, specifically because the social platforms mitigate putting a lot of clickable links because they want to keep all of the traffic internally right so when you try to post a link on for example an instagram post, um people not only can can't click it they can't even highlight it and copy and paste it. So someone would have to go into a browser and manually remember every single um, letter in that actual link and type that in physically to go to the link, right? That's a massive mm-hmm. funnel barrier. So the trends are putting links in your bio and there's huge trends in kind of what they call like link in bio tools, um, link tree to name one. And so these different tools are ways to try to drive more engagement, um, or decrease that funnel. And there are certain aspects to the social platforms that do allow you to put links, like stories, etc. cetera. Um, but figuring yeah. out ways to kind of decrease that funnel and incentivize or allow mm-hmm. it easier for people or the follower bases of the influencers to find your product. Um, and then the third, I would say, is running, and this is another kind of way to track um, and drive extra sales is, um, running exclusive promotions, right. And using discount codes, someone that's an incentive for someone to actually convert, but also if it's a unique code, um, that is a way to actually track those conversions without actually using an attributable link. Um, and then the final aspect is kind of a, I would say underrated, but, um, not directly tied to the short-term performance marketing side of influencer promotions, but is, is content that the influencers actually create. So, um, the images, the videos, the testimonials that influencers create are some of the most valuable pieces of assets that you can use for your advertising campaigns. And there's been a lot of studies recently that have shown just authentic UGC, um, which is short for user generated content has been performing actually five times better than Professional content. So you go and do a professional shoot with models um, with perfectly white backgrounds and amazing aesthetics, right? You having someone in their house with a cell with a smartphone take a photo that might not be even perfectly clear is performing yeah. better than these thousand dollar shoots, right? Um, and the reason is that authenticity note, right? As people are bombarded by yep. these ads and uh, we want something more authentic these days. So that's another big way to take advantage of your influencer campaigns and uh, and drive extra sales, decreasing your ad conversions, increasing your uh, yeah. ROAS.
1: So we really need to realign, and we really need to optimize our efforts into something too. No question. Yeah. So uh, has influencer marketing really been successful in driving sales on Amazon? And uh, if it is, uh, what's really the weightage of that success? Amazon and influencer marketing, is it a good combination?
0: Absolutely. Um, I cannot recommend it more. And that's honestly one of our main specialties um, in our platform is helping Amazon brands scale. Um, Okay. So why is it effective overall? Uh first reason is Amazon's actually a 10 algorithm and they actually came out about this, even though a lot of what Amazon does in the back end is black box and hard to actually determine what's effective. Um, but basically they did come out and say that driving external traffic to the platform from social media, your ad campaigns, email marketing, et cetera, over internal traffic, like sales that come from people just searching on the Amazon platform itself. Um, will actually make your listings prioritized in search rankings, Um, which at the end of the day is the key is Amazon is a search engine. More people actually start their product journeys searching on Amazon than Google and Bing combined. So you need, and about 80% of people don't even go past the first page. So if you're not being shown at a very high, like you'd consider ranking for keywords that people are searching, you're not going to show up. And So Mm -hmm. when you drive external traffic sales to your listing, that will increase your ability to be seen more organically on the platform. Um, Big reasons behind that. Why the, at least my assumption of why Amazon's prioritized that is um, first off you're driving by driving external traffic as a brand, you're getting Amazon, a new customer, right? Um, And more often than not, a lot of times when people run an influencer campaign or a Facebook ad, an Instagram ad, people opt to drive that traffic to their own website so they don't get hit with kind of Amazon's fees. And Amazon doesn't like that, obviously. They want that their sales. So they've created these new ways to incentivize that. Yeah. Um, one of, so besides the theory that these sales, and not necessarily a theory anymore because they kind of came out about it, but that external traffic sales are more valuable. There's been a few other things that Amazon's done to actually show that they really care about that. And one of the biggest ones was um, what they call the brand referral bonus program. So if you drive mm-hmm. external traffic and use these special links called attribution links to track those sales, Amazon actually gives you 10% up to 10% savings on mm-hmm. their fees for any of those external traffic sales um, to make it a bit more affordable for you to actually drive push that external traffic to Amazon. Uh, so yeah. that off the bat, influencer marketing is a perfect, perfect model for that external traffic, which we've seen really dramatically help Amazon brands across the board, from new product launches to taking their hero products, like products that are their kind of main bread and butter, um, yeah. from even $10 million in revenue a year to 10, uh, or. One to 10 is really what we've seen. Um, other aspects, um, are, so speaking of actually product launches, um, there is something in the Amazon ecosystem called the honeymoon period. So when you first launch a product on Amazon, um, they have no data on what your conversion rates are like basically anything about your listing, right? They just don't know how things are going to convert so every single sale anyone who leaves a review um basically every single metric from traffic that comes to it bounce rates conversion rates etc are so much more impactful in the first usually about two months of a listing being live and it's also very crucial because you have zero visibility on the platform amazon's not going to just when you launch a product show you on the first top page right um and there's an insane amount of competitive listings there so you need to really quickly break through that competition and the best way to do it is driving external traffic there and having, whether that's from you get generating an email marketing list, um, ahead of time or running an influencer campaign. And a lot of our clients are doing influencer campaigns during that honeymoon phase when they first launch a product so that they can have a a chance to be competitive on the marketplace and get a lot of additional sales, um, right off the bat. Um, and then, I would say the last big kind of aspects to the influencer world and Amazon um, is um, a new program called Amazon's post system and also a new app they launched called the Amazon Inspire app. So the post system is very similar to an Instagram feed that goes on Mm -hmm. your listings to demonstrate um, example influencer content or just consumer content, right? Mm -hmm. And Influencer posts like campaigns that we run for our clients um, are an amazing way to generate that content and use in that post system, which naturally has been shown to increase your listing conversions, just make you a more competitive listing on the marketplace. Um yeah. and then similarly with this new Inspire app, which is kind of a TikTok almost knockoff, you could say. Um basically a social shopping app. Yeah. Um and any of the content that you have in your Amazon post system will actually get fed, um, occasionally into the inspire app. So a new way to shop that the, that program is consistently evolving. It's still kind of in beta testing mode. Um, okay. but naturally there's a lot of synergies with the influencer world and the Amazon world, and it's only the beginning.
1: Yeah. Great to know that.
0: Yeah. No yeah. question. I mean, now, yeah. 50% of, uh, I think it was actually in like 2017, um, mm-hmm. it was some stat like 48% of every online sale, whether mm-hmm. it's another marketplace, website, in the at least in the US, was through Amazon. So it's yeah. now a necessity to obviously be listed there and you got to compete, yeah. drive traffic and influencer marketing is one of the best ways.
1: Yeah. That's great. Uh, absolutely great. So, uh what do you uh, think uh, is the main role of AI uh, when it comes to planning, executing, or evaluating your influencer campaigns? What scope and what a kind of scope does AI have over there?
0: Good question. AI buzzwords. Yeah. Um, AI is taking over <laughs> these days. So <laughs> we actually use a bunch of AI in our platform, and I think there's a lot of roles that it plays um, or can play mm-hmm. in. In the influencer space. Um, biggest things are just planning, executing, and evaluating influencer campaigns. By um, okay. the end of the day, one of the most amazing things about AI is its ability to synthesize data, and provide you with very concise solutions to questions you may have, right? Or insights and dat- in data-driven de- decision-making. Um, so making campaigns more effective, is kind of the the bottom line with ai um and then a few aspects and what we actually use ai for is first identify the right influencer right and talked about this pretty extensively of if you don't find the right person you might not have an effective campaign so um we actually use ai to analyze millions of social profiles identifying the right people that match a brand's target aesthetic engagement rates relative psychographic demographic data right so basically saving enormous amounts of time and resources, um, sifting through a massive pool of potential candidates. Um, Second, we use it to predict campaign outcomes. So you can use machine learning algorithms that can predict the performance of something, right? Um, Whether that's the reach or the engagement, the conversion that they may have, right? So taking past data um, on certain attributes of who you work with, when you work with them, um, and then creating a predictable model of how some campaign is going to actually um, what the outcome's going to be. And that's how we usually will recommend certain scales of influencers, depending on what the product niche is, what the time frame is, et cetera. And uh, third is automating collaboration management. So um, okay. you can automate repetitive tasks, such as outreaching to people or Analyzing performance metrics, right? Um, these can save brands hundreds of hours of time. Um, yeah. And lots of softwares out there that can also do that. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of the main softwares, unfortunately, will put a lot of the heavy lifting on you. They give you a database of people, like the grin and affluences of the world. But um, you still have to kind of reach out, and negotiate everything. And that's why we're, as a company, moving towards that AI automation model especially in the nano micro world where you need to work with hundreds or thousands of people, right. Um, to make effective tactics. Whereas you work with two mega influencers, you can obviously do do the negotiations yourself and you don't need the help of AI. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the final thing is just analysis overall campaign effectiveness, um, Mm -hmm. how to make things more effective, better in real time, create insights with your campaign. So what were your engagement levels and how those correlated, with conversions, um, and then just, like I said before, making data-driven decisions um, and adjusting your strategy accordingly.
1: Yeah. So just like every other industry, I feel over here as well, AI has a role everywhere. It's just how you use it.
0: It's absolutely true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think with the great amount of influence of influencer marketing only on social media platforms like Instagram and uh, TikTok how can brands really ensure that their influencer marketing campaigns stand out from the crowd I mean it's a hefty competitive space how do you <laughs> yourself I mean it's very difficult
0: It's a really good question um and 100% difficult because uh, lots of brands doing influencer marketing these days and t- definitely need to ensure your brand sticks out from the crowd. A um, few ways to do that. Um, first is getting working with the right people, right? Um, which is, uh, I think, a trending topic we've been talking about um, this afternoon. But uh, finding people whose interests and values are just really align with your brand, uh, because you can kind of create this genuine connection with an influencer and maybe even have an exclusive relationship right um
1: yeah. and
0: finding the right promoters can't undervalue that enough um as well as creating that authentic incentive right which is where we do a product compensation model and what i talked about before where when you're finding people who are willing to promote for just your product that authenticity <laughs> that realness in that post um stands you out from the competition when someone you can tell when someone's getting paid to do something, right? Um, yeah. They're they're barely even shouting it out. They're giving a very um, soft testimonial about what it actually does. They're not really digging into the product and what the actual capabilities are. So um, that's the first aspect I would say to help you stand out. Um, and to that point, also with, again, focusing on authenticity, all of those aspects of product compensation to finding the right person Um, really hits home for making sure that your relationships are better than the competition. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, and something else we kind of also talked about, I'd say would be um, just pushing for creativity. Um, Because if you, if you run a big influencer campaign, right, and some people, again, as we talked about, you don't want to give zero direction and zero kind of guidance to people um but if you give too much control everything's going to look the same right and so if you can kind of push for and create almost guidance structures to bring out that creativity in people like prompts for example um you're just going to naturally create more engaging informative and shareable content um and nowadays content is kind of always been but content's kick right so um, now on TikTok, Instagram reels, um, doesn't matter how many followers you have. If you create amazing content, that content and people engage with that content over and over, those posts will go viral and you could have a hundred followers and now your post got a million views. Right. And that's an amazing aspect to, especially diversifying with the nano and micro world is yeah. you get to work with a lot of people and the odds of a few of them actually creating amazing content. If you give that creative control to them. That's going to break right through that competition and uh, make you stand out.
1: Yeah, that's nice. So um, uh, ROI of influencer marketing has been a topic of debate as we had a word about that earlier as well. So how to really best measure the success of any influencer campaign that you might create and what is the set of metrics and how to really best measure the collective cohesive success of it?
0: Totally. Um, As we Uh talked about before, ROI is hard (laughs) in uh a few different aspects, especially in certain campaigns where you don't have sometimes the ability to attribute link conversions. Um, Big metrics that you should be looking at, though, across the board always is engagement, right? Um, So likes, comments, shares, views. You can easily track those metrics, and those are massive correlating factors to um, not only brand awareness, but also to if something is going to convert or not. Yeah. Um, second thing is is your sales, right? So even, cool thing, I mean, even if you can't attribute a direct sales correlation from an influencer or a specific influencer post, you should be able to understand your sales metrics on your e-commerce platform enough to
1: yeah.
0: understand how much a campaign's um, effects had on your natural revenue growth, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: um, obviously always be monitoring that. Um, Especially if you're on a platform or a marketplace like Amazon and you have um, SEO metrics, so how your product is ranking over time, definitely be looking at how influencer campaigns may have contributed or correlated with some of those growth trends. And then obviously just Mm -hmm. unit sales and revenue alone. Um, And then finally is, um, and talked about this before, but how the content you generate from influencer campaigns that UGC actually helps with your return on ad spend um or your ROAS when you integrate that into your ad campaigns. Um mm-hmm. because if you can run an ad campaign and your and your ad costs decrease and your conversions increase, that ROI is amazing. That may you may run a massive campaign, get zero sales hypothetically, from the influencers promoting, but you got one piece of content that gave you a return on ad spend or or ROI of five X, right? So the big things are to look at the full package, um, not to just focus on one aspect and say it was a total loss is see how much um, basically value you can extract from the whole thing. And if you do things right, you're gonna get value across the entire board. Um, So those are main things. Um, I guess actually one other thing that comes to mind is possibility of working with influencers in a long-term basis, which is another kind of big trending thing that's been happening recently is kind of building Mm -hmm. out your own internal influencer community. So working Mm -hmm. with people as ambassadors, affiliates, right? Um,
1: Give
0: them a product opportunity. And then if they love the product and they create a great content, try to work with them in a long-term fashion. And that also can be an amazing ROI driver because, um, you get the right person who really believes in your brand and starts doing things in an affiliate manner. Um, They could be driving sales for years to come, right?
1: Yeah. Lately, I was reading about this thing only, uh, this thing as well. Uh, Affiliate plus influencer marketing is actually a really win win situation. Absolutely. If you're continuous on that process and you're critical enough.
0: No question.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what are some of the biggest misconceptions around influencer marketing?
0: Biggest misconceptions. Um, So few ones, I guess off the top of my head. Um, First is that influencer marketing is only for big brands Um, and that uh, it's kind of an exclusive thing, which used to be the case really dealing with the larger influencers in the world, right? Not everyone can work with Kim Kardashian and pay a million dollars a post, right? But the reality is is that influencer marketing can work for every single size of business um, and actually is probably, in my opinion, the most cost-effective channel to Mm -hmm. launch businesses and also scale them. Um, Okay. And the reason really behind that, also, by the way, lots of spectrums, as we talked about to influencer marketing. Um, You may not be able to work with Kim Kardashian, but you can work with a handful of micro and nano influencers, right? And um, when you're first starting out, that's... uh, can be really, really effective because you're building your brand by generating content, you're generating awareness, you're building trust by having people actually are using your product, right? Having testimonials about it, and you're driving sales, right? Um, And then if you do this on a platform like Amazon, whole other swath of additional benefits. So lots of benefits to starting out, and you can actually do it affordably, um, especially if you're just trading products for um, promotions, you know? Um, Yeah. Second big other misconception I would say is, and I kind of talked about this briefly, but um, that follower base is the most Mm -hmm. important factor when it comes to influencer marketing, right? That's kind of an ode to also like only thinking that the Kim Kardashians of the world are going to be where (laughs) you're going to get an effective ROI, right? Um, And the reality is um, you should consider their reach, obviously. Um, yeah. but the engagement level is more important and what type of content they're creating. And what I mentioned before about how, um, all of the social platforms are trending towards, um, optimizing the platforms for, or the content for, um, best content wins in essence, right? Yeah. Like if people loved content, it doesn't matter if it came from someone with a million followers or hundred followers, like
1: yeah. the
0: social platform wants to feed that content to everyone because it's going to keep them engaged on that platform. So, um, nowadays you could have a hundred followers or a million followers. And, um, as long as you're creating really good content and you have a super engaged audience, um, mm-hmm. that's what matters the most. And so again, um, can't basically say it enough, but the best content wins these days.
1: Yeah. And uh, what I feel, William, it's that, I mean, many brands and many marketers out there, they really, uh, sometimes they really lack this understanding of what, who actually is a celebrity and who actually is an influencer. And come on, this year on the Met, there were so many of influencers over there who were representing <laughs> the of influencers. It's crazy. <laughs> many of the influencers were standing right there with Kim Kardashian and it was crazy amount of reach
0: totally 100 percent. we're uh we're becoming into a world where everyone's an influencer nowadays you know um yeah so.
1: that's great too that's scary too but uh i'm a really optimistic person and people should be i guess too and so i see seriously- <laughs>
0: <laughs> no question
1: yeah so uh Okay. What is that one piece of advice that you wish someone had given you when you were just starting out your career? Some words that you missed that you really wanted to hear coming from someone?
0: Definitely. Um, Biggest advice starting out um, would be to pursue something you care about um, and believe in the mission of, right? Um, Which is harder said than done, right? Um, So or easier said than done. Um, And sometimes you you jump into something and you don't really care about it. And then you're five, 10 years in and uh, it it becomes harder and harder, right? So you need to be, as a startup founder, got to be insanely resilient. Um, And so you have to not only be driven by the mission, um, but you need to really believe in what you're doing to take any business to the next level and be successful. Um, Very, very tough road with entrepreneurship, always going to be setbacks and failures. Um, so if you can believe in that mission,
1: yeah. and,
0: and care and stay focused on your goals, learn from those mistakes and keep pushing, that's going to be the biggest key to success. Um, yeah. If you look at takes 10 years to be an overnight success, some people say, right? And it's like, we see all of these massive companies, um, that are like Ubers and the Apples, et cetera, of the world. And you don't see what they actually went through to become that overnight success. And, um, if they yeah. didn't believe in those missions, um, and what they were doing, they would have given up and, uh, wouldn't yeah. have shifted how we all interact in this new world.
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean, what I believe is like, what is great for people like us and professional like us who have just started their career. I believe we have people like you who are there, who are ready to share their wisdom, their experiences, what they have done wrong, what they have done right. And it's just amazing to learn from hands on experience and we get to have that. So I really feel grateful for that. And uh, moving on from that, uh, finally, the last question for today, what advice would you give to brands who have just started focusing on influencer marketing particularly? And what are some key things they should keep in mind when scaling the same on marketplaces like Amazon? So what would you say?
0: Um, first and foremost, a little biased, but um, there's a lot of this conversation directed around this is that uh, um, collaborate with nano and micro influencers. You're not going to, Get more value out of your dollar um, stretch your marketing budget and uh you really mitigate your risk to get the best roi when you deal with them um Mm -hmm. across the board we always see um success from our campaigns with our clients because we deal with this diversified and a wide range of benefits right lots of content lots of brand awareness lots of trust building um lots of amazon growth if you're running that on amazon so um can't harp more enough or enough on uh, nano and micro influencer promotions and then yeah. uh second thing to keep in mind is and again a little bias to this as well but um dealing with some sort of automation platform um like we do at stack influence so um you really need these days to first off lots to do in a business you have a million hats to wear and um to do influencer marketing effectively you pretty much need a full-time team and yeah. even with a full-time team, you may not be able to actually do what you the potential you could do, especially with Nano and Micro. Um, I yeah. mean, we work with some of the largest billion dollar companies in the world and they have unlimited budgets and massive teams and they still come to us to automate things because how effective that is to mm-hmm. do things in a very short time period working with lots of people. Um, yeah. So can't recommend that enough. Um, and don't be afraid and other things really taking consideration is, um, don't yeah. be afraid to go big. Like people get a little scared and only want to work with like a handful of people. And it's like, um, obviously going big can cost a little extra money, but like take that risk and don't have to pay everyone. You can do product compensation, give away a lot of products. Not every collaboration may be perfect. Um, but if you do it, if you commit to that. I can guarantee you'll have an amazing successful campaign. Yeah. Um, and then specifically on the Amazon world, um, actually to the point of kind of going big, like high volume traffic is key. Um yeah. it's a very competitive landscape these days, and mm-hmm. you need to break through that competition. Um yeah. and once you get there, you can stay there. You're gonna have organic eyeballs. And that's the beautiful thing about marketplaces like amazon is that they're providing the customers for you as opposed to you having a website and having to bring everyone in yourself um but the challenge is how do you get to those high positions of keyword ranking where people are actually going to see you um and you got to drive a lot of external traffic um Mm -hmm. collaborating ideally with hundreds of people um budget not always is feasible for that but um Mm -hmm if you can break through, you can quickly become a six, seven, eight figure business um, yeah. in a handful of months.
1: Yeah. Thank you, William. I mean, it was a really great, uh, those were some really great insights, really great tips. And the way you think you are so on point with things, your head, I think, thinks in a very strategic manner, right. yet there's a lot of empathy attached to it. I mean, it's not all just money. You put on that kind of emotions to your work, too. And uh, you were saying uh, people should not be afraid to wear a million hats. I think you already wear a million hats. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was great learning from you. And uh, any last words uh, for our listeners out there?
0: I just want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, and also compliment you on some really, really great questions. Um, not everyone uh, has... As insightful thoughts on the industry. Um, So I really enjoyed myself. Um, But I guess my last thoughts are uh, power to the people right is in an age where technology is rampant and AI is taking over right don't underestimate the power of word of mouth um, and working with um, the people around you to to actually promote your brand. Um, yeah. it's always been the most powerful form of marketing. You trust a friend or an acquaintance over anything you'll read online, right. Um, yeah. when recommending or trying to buy something. So, um, that is just the foundational essence of influencers, um, especially yeah. in the nano and micro world. And so, um, cannot yeah. uh, it enough to brands trying to scale or just starting out.
1: Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, William. So as we already said that with a really curious mind for an intensive discussion, I think that's what we had. And it was amazing. So for our listeners, that's a wrap for today's episode of Ecom simplified, a huge shout out and thanks to our guest, William Gasner, for sharing his invaluable insights and expertise with us today. So we hope you found today's episode insightful and entertaining much. And for any information about William and Stack Influence, you can check out the description below. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button to tune in for another episode of Ecom Simplified. Thank you all. Thank you, William. Thank you.